Welcome back to another segment of Duty, Honor, Country, or as I like to call it, the Colonel Tom Freeman Show. Today, Tom is away in Washington, D.C. He's enjoying life out there, intermingling. I'm sure he's over at the Pentagon meeting with old friends and making sure that we're safe. Today, my name is Dennis Gutierrez. I used to work for the Sheriff's Department. Now I have the honor and privilege to work for Supervisor Marin Ashley. And I want to thank AM590, The Answer, for this segment. Well, today, as you well know, the Colonel's always talking about uh, the military, the veterans. And I'm proud to say I served in the Army. First, the 509th Airborne Combat Team in Vicenza, Italy. i got to be thankful. I used to call him Uncle Ronnie, but your president, my president, Ronald Reagan, who I was able to serve under, he was my commander-in-chief, and sometimes I know there's some folks that are probably saying, where is he now? He's looking from above. Well, some of the things that have been going on within the veterans, there's a lot of changes going on, as you well know. Let's talk about the good ones, the things that don't really have that much of uh, political. Yes, believe it or not, there's going to be some changes to our combat uniform. Remember the old Velcro? Well, they're going to be saying goodbye to a lot of that Velcro on the Army combat uniform. The service is making six changes in the uniform. They include stripping Velcro from the sleeve pocket, elbow patches, knee patches, lower leg flap. The Army and the Armed Services, I think they just probably started saying that there was too much lint and it just didn't look right. If you ever bump into the colonel, you'll see that his pen is always just straight right. He's always making medals, so he wants to make sure that our services, our own forces, are just looking just right. And of course, as uh, Sergeant Major of the Army, Raymond Chandler, he said that we have a responsibility to provide soldiers with the best uniform we can with the, with the resources we have available. You listen to what soldiers have to say, and you try to do something about it. All of their suggestions have been feasible, affordable, and reasonable. That's a good command, Sergeant Major. Some of that, uh, someone that can actually go out into the field, talk to his men, a true leader serving our army. And of course, is there's been a lot of changes. And when I wore my uniform, it was just a. Uh, I was in that last uniform. It was khaki, uh, just like when they had that uh, movie. And we'll talk about that movie, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. That type of uniform. I was able to wear it with a red beret and my shiny boots. And I don't want him not here to talk about myself, even though it's kind of difficult, and you can ask Tom about that. But uh, these changes are going to be being implemented in the in the uniforms in early 2015. And there's also going to be the elimination of the Mandarin collar. I guess uh, our Command Sergeant Major Chandler said that there was a congressional scrutiny over uniforms over the past year. So they delayed the changes. As you well know, there's always a committee to, for a committee in Congress to do anything. But as you well know, we serve our Commander-in-Chief and our representatives, regardless of what we feel, with duty, honor, honor and always thinking of our country. Again, uh, some of the things, is the upper sleeve pocket, remove the hook and loop, uh, the remove the hook and loop, that sounds more like a basketball term than anything, because the shoulders pocket Velcro had been replaced with a zipper. As you can well see here in the Inland Empire, we do have our military over at March Air Force Base. Most people will probably see their airmen at visiting their step, their local establishments, and you'll be able to see how the the different changes in uniform. And 
Also remember, if you ever happen to see anybody in uniform, my recommendation, I'd, uh, especially some of our older veterans that maybe don't have a uniform, but they still have that baseball cap from our armed services, whether it be the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, and never forget the Coast Guard, please tell, to take the time to say thank you for your service. Because um, going off on the last Board of Supervisors meeting, there was a young lady in there. And I'm going to be very nice with my comments. She had some uh, negative things to say about veterans. And I, being a veteran, I took ex- exception to it. But I was just in the audience. But my good friend and uh, your good friend, John Tavaloni, reminded the speaker, she was in a public forum, that she should thank a veteran, regardless of what her feelings are, because she feels that uh, anyone who served after, after World War II is not a veteran. That's her choice, and that's why she should thank a veteran, because of veterans, she has the ability to speak her mind. If she was to be in another country, another part of the world, if she was to say anything negative about anyone in the armed forces, she would probably not be at our next Board of Supervisors meeting. So again, I want to thank John John Tavaloni for stepping up and uh, taking that stance because he is also a, fet- a fellow veteran and also served in the United States Army. And there's also going to be some uh, other changes, believe it or not, not only in your combat uniform, but is for the folks that do remember, like myself, I was in the Army in 1982, and that was when I had black hair and a lot slimmer than I am now. I have, I've been told that uh, I'm in shape, and then my friend will tell me, yeah, well, round is a shape, so what can I say? One of the other things is your PT uniform. When I was in Vicenza, Italy, our uniform consisted of a yellow top and a yellow bottom. It looked like a banana, especially if you're uh, doing jumping jacks. But they're going to be the U.S. Army. Again, I'm partial to the Army. Nothing against my fellow brothers and sisters in the other services. But they're going to be rolling out the new physical fitness uniform. The new black and gold Army fitness uniform will replace the current black and gray. And they have a name, Improved Physical Fitness Uniform in 17, 2017. So we still got a few years. I think I'd like to see Tom uh, wearing this uniform. He'd probably remind me of a bumblebee, the way I'm looking at this photo here. And I'm sure the colonel is listening attentively, and he's probably going to give me an Article 15 when he gets to see me. But again, uh, I think that these are the improvements that the Army is taking based on the information, the feedback from the soldiers. And I think it's always important to change it around. We have a new slew of recruits, so to speak, whether from the private to the colonels and the generals that are coming up from a different generation. I know that the generals are probably my age or probably younger than me, probably this, and the recruits are probably the age of my kids. So you always have to keep changing only because of the fact that uh, got to keep them happy, so to speak. The mission never stayed. The mission will never, never, ever change, which is to make sure that uh, our country and our interests abroad are always safe. So again, talking about this, there was uh, another issue that came up that there wasn't enough female sizes. So of course, we always want to make sure that the Army and all our armed services are diverse, just like our great country is. So now there have multiple sizes, including the female sizing. And uh, 
of course, we want to make sure that everyone looks the same because that's the one thing. I know it's kind of difficult for some folks to realize that have never been in the armed services that when you join any branch of the services, you got to make sure that you are a team. And that's what we are to make sure that uh, our country is safe. And of course, uh, there was well, the way the Army does something just like anything, a committee to a committee. They had 190,000 people respond as far as what kind of uniform. And the majority of the folks always liked the black T-shirt with gold lettering. And I'm sure that gold lettering would probably say U.S. Army. And with the Army logo as well. I know that there's every few years, there's always things are changing, the logos, the, the slogans. But again... The mission never changes. And of course, we want to make sure that our folks are very comfortable. Because one of the other things that they're in the clothing bag, it's you, you, you would you'd be surprised on how many folks that carry these bags day in, day out. Sometimes they get a little, uh, they just want to mix it up a little bit and make, again, make sure that uh, the Army is continuing to listen to the soldiers and the soldier selection and army leaders went along with this because they want to make sure that uh, we have the young men and women that support and we want to make sure that they will continue to serve. I'm going to be looking for the chow line food because of the fact that as we get into the changes, I want to make sure that when they have their, uh, their biscuits and gravy that I'm the first one in line. And remember the colonel, Colonel always always likes to take me out to lunch once in a while. I'm sure I want to take him out for lunch and dinner in this one because of the fact that he's probably thinking, Dennis, I sent you in for a mission. And he'll probably look at me and say, well, Colonel's, uh, one of his things there says, why kill a flea with a hammer when an atom bomb will do? And you can quote me on that one because the Colonel is something else. I had the honor, duty and honor, to serve with him over at the Sheriff's Department for many years. And uh, that is another service that we provide to the community, our public safety. I'm waiting, hopefully, if all comes well. I have one of my very good friends and someone that's in the front lines of public safety in the Inland Empire that hopefully will come in and we'll be able to talk to him and get some tips on how we can protect our neighborhoods to make sure that we look out for one another, just like you would look out for your fellow soldier uh, if you were in a foxhole. And again, please remember duty, honor, and country with Tom Freeman. But today I am filling in. My name is Dennis Gutierrez. And remember, AM 590, the answer. And please keep in tuned with this fine radio station. I know I listen to it all the time as I'm, I also live in... The Inland Empire, one of my beautiful cities uh, here. And I'm throughout this whole area, and every time I see a veteran, because that's what the, con- the, the colonel would like for me to say. And that, uh, well, that was the hotline, but it wasn't, uh, I feel like I'm Batman and I'm going to be Commissioner Gordon. I just had to put that on stun for a little bit. So again, you're listening to Duty, Honor, Country, the show for Colonel Tom Freeman. Tom, you got to come back from Washington, D.C. Don't stay there too long. Fighting soldiers from the sky 
Careless men who jump and die. And welcome back to another men segment of Duty, Honor, Country. That song that is playing in the background, I'm shedding a tear. Green Berets. I had a, I had a burgundy one where before anyone could actually wear a beret, you actually had to jump out of a plane. And I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to serve my country. And I continue to serve my country at the community level by being a member of the Sheriff's Department. And anyone serving in public safety, whether it's Sheriff, Police, California Highway Patrol, or the fire. A lot of folks don't remember our fire guys as they're driving by or they're parked somewhere. But right now they're risking their lives up in Northern California with those fires that were started by lightning. One of them was started by an individual, and he will have to, unfortunately, go before the court. And if he was a military, I know what I would do, but uh, that's up for a civilian court. One of the things we've been talking about were some of the changes that were happening. As you well know, we're going to be in new changes to the combat uniform. I think that's something very positive for our, the people that uh, are out there serving. And, of course, our, every morning we get up, and I apologize, I should be focusing on this mic instead of turning my head. But as you all know, I'm filling in for Colonel Tom Freeman. Again, my name is Dennis Gutierrez, and I have the honor and privilege for serving, continue to serve for my new boss, uh, Supervisor Mary Ashley of the 5th District. And again, uh, some of these uh, uniforms that are going to be changing, I think, is something very positive. I'm going to get myself a little more comfortable here. I'm rolling my my, uh, chair back. I'm going to get me another cappuccino because uh, since I was in Italy, I got uh, spoiled to that. And again, uh, we have some new uniforms coming in. Let's get back into some of the other things that are happening within the armed services. And there's always sad. I I love history. I think everyone uh, likes history. But there was this uh, kind of a sad story. There was uh, for our Navy, our Navy guys out there, there was a... There was a fire over in Norfolk, where you Norfolk, Virginia, where you can know where all our Navy ships are at. I have family that are still serving in the Navy, and it was one of the historic homes, one of the facilities commanders' buildings since 1838. 1838, I think the only one that was around would probably be the Colonel. I'm sure he had was around then. There was a fire today. The Navy firefighters again called to duty, went over there. Uh, and the unfortunate for, the unfortunate thing is that the historic home uh, did sustain quite a bit of damage. And any time you have damage to history, it's always heartbreaking. Uh, known as the Quarters, a house was built in 1837, and it is listed in the National Register of Hist- Historic Places. A lot of times I don't like to really talk about something that is... Because it is sad, but at the same time, I think we have to understand that our Navy has been around for quite a number of years. I'm not a Navy man, but I'm sure that if I was to ask one, he'd probably tell me straight, we've been around since the beginning of our founding fathers. Well, again, folks, this is Dennis Gutierrez, Duty, Honor, Country, 590, The Answer. Well, as you well know, one of the hot topics is back in the Middle East, and I was looking at uh, the Associated Press today, and a senior U.S. defense official says the Pentagon is considering sending more military advisors to Iraq. Their role would be help 
to determine future course of action for the United States based in part of the impact of several days of targeted airstrikes on the Islamic extremist fighters and how that has affected the Kurdish forces opposing in northern Iraq. Just when we thought we were going to get out, they pull us back in. But our men and women in uniform, they don't take a side. They have a mission. They're given their orders and they serve with duty and honor for their country. I think that it's always a very trying time for the family members. I know that I have family that, are, that uh, they thought they were on their last few days of their tour of duty. One uh, one of my family members, he was in the Navy. He had served seven years, and he was on his literally on his last couple of weeks before he was going to ETS and get out and continue with his family. Uncle Sam gave him a call. He picked up that call. He told his wife, I got to go. My country needs me. Gave her a kiss. And he's back on a ship. And I'm sure he's probably on the other side of the world. Because a lot of times we can't say what ship or what he's doing. But he is serving his, our, my country and our country proudly. And again, like I had mentioned at the beginning, anytime you see a veteran, please take the time to say thank you for your service. Uh, yesterday I had a meeting with uh, mem- uh, other members of our elected officials and we're trying to assist one of the VFW posts. This one was in Merino Valley. Uh, can't remember the name, but I'm sure if anyone is listening and you do and are a member of your VFW or a member of a group that supports veterans, get involved. I was talking to this uh gentlemen and we were trying to help them because they're in a little bit of uh, financial troubles like most organizations but then we come to find out that uh, he was one of the only one of the very very few that was actually doing something out of Merino Valley at that post that he says they have about 500 members but out of those 500 only 100 are actually involved on in, uh, more of a daily basis so I we all sat around and uh, had some synergy and I'm taking this time and opportunity to ask anyone if you are part of the VFW or any veterans group, get involved. Get involved because if you don't, some places that have been around for quite some time may not be there in their near future. I was able to assist over in the city of Norco over at the VFW there. Had a great time. I wasn't a member there. I was on patrol there. But uh, since I did serve, they welcomed me with open arms. I would go over there and sit down for a water, a Coke, an iced tea, and just talk to some of those gentlemen that had served. And this was back in the early 90s. I know that some of those gentlemen that I spoke to are no longer with us. But the stories that they have to tell and what they had to endure being in the service is always heart-wrenching. Only because I know that I went through my training uh, the only war I can remember when I was during my time in the early 80s, it was called something called the Cold, Cold War. There are some young people that don't understand what that is, but uh, I guess the closest thing we got to actual combat, not as our men and women are doing today all over the world, it was a time when one of the, it was a, at this, a history lesson here, like I mentioned, I love, do enjoy history. The USSR was still in existence, and one of their 
I guess the premier, I can't remember off the top of my head what you call him, the guy in charge, he suddenly died. Well, with that, you get rousted out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. You get taken to the airfield. You're ready for battle because you don't know what the other side is going to do. We're sitting on that tarmac for a couple hours. The C-130s and the C-148s landed in Aviano Air Force Base. We're going to be waiting to jump on, get our orders. Because one of the things for the first, the 509th combat, air, airborne combat team was that we were supposed to drop in and just hold the line until we had the reg, the rest of the NATO forces uh, help us. But we already knew that uh, our existence was not really going to be in uh, that much time. But we still took the duty, honor, to protect our country. And that was about the closest I ever got. And then the other one, only because uh, I'm doing more of a history lesson. I mean, it's not about me. It's more of a history lesson was in uh, November, I think it was 1983, and we did a huge airborne mission as far as show of support for NATO in Spain. And the planes left the 82nd Airborne, and as they were flying out to Europe, a few of those planes, as Bugs Bunny would say, made a left at Albuquerque. And before we know it, they landed in Grenada. And that was probably the the second time we got close because we didn't know what the other side was going to do. So we had our gear on. All our, we had all our things that we needed to uh, go into battle. But because we were, it was a clean strike over in Grenada, nobody really wanted to challenge us. And to this day, nobody really wants to challenge us because what we do is for our country and for our interest. And as a soldier, a lot of times uh, you hear people on TV that question what that interest is. Ours is not to question when or why. Ours is just do our duty. I was going to say something else, but I'd rather not because that's someone else's. And again, you're listening to Duty, Honor, Country. And I want to thank again AM590, The Answer, for this opportunity. And of course, the opportunity for the Colonel, Tom Freeman, who is again in Washington, D.C., and he gave me the opportunity to come and try to fill in because I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not Tom. Tom has a gift. He has continuously served, whether it was at the local or the national level level, and he continues to serve the residents of Riverside County. And I know he assists, and they ask for his expertise in the in Empire and even at the state level. And he also wrote a letter over to our Commander-in-Chief about the condition of our veterans. So anyone who's listening and continues to listen to the show, you have a friend in Tom Freeman, and if there's anything that I could do to assist you, uh, again, in Riverside County, I'm there to help you. Again, my name is Dennis Gutierrez, Duty, Honor, Country. Again, thanks, AM590, the answer. And as we wind down to this other segment... I'm going to have another cappuccino because this is the only thing that's going to keep me going because I'm so excited I need something just to calm me down a little bit. Again, duty, honor, country. This is Dennis Gutierrez on behalf of the County Riverside and Supervisor Mary Ashley. Thank you. Wait.
patriotic Nephew of my Uncle Sam A rough riding, fighting Yankee man And welcome back to Duty, Honor, Country If I sound a little different from the last segment This song, I'm standing up I was saluting the flag in this wonderful studio AM 590, The Answer And again, welcome back to Duty, Honor, Country Tom Freeman Show, as I like to affectionately call it The Colonel or The Commissioner, depending on what tat he's wearing Because he has many, many hats And uh, he has a chef chef hat too If you ever ask him, uh, he knows how to make a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich Probably the best one in the Inland Empire and uh, he is not here today, so I'm filling in for him. My name is Dennis Gutierrez, and I work for Supervisor Marin Ashley, 5th District, County of Riverside. And uh, one of the things that, uh, responsibilities that I've been given, and I took it and I'm running with it, as being a veteran of the United States Army, Supervisor Marin Ashley that I've known for many, many years, uh, since 2001, consider Marion. And no disrespect to his title, but Marion is a, a good friend. He's a dear friend. And when I first met him, he was probably one of the few when I first met him that he's a statesman because he didn't have to, he didn't need to take the job. He was asked to, and he's been doing it and serving the, all the residents of the 5th District. That starts down in Paris, Menifee, move up to 215, go into Moreno Valley. Romoland in between there. There's some Nuevo. There's some other areas that um, I'm getting to know a little better. Then you go up to the top of the 215. You got Highgrove, which isn't too far from here. Small community, but rich in history. As a matter of fact, when you, if you ever drive through Highgrove, it's got one of the first. There's a marker, and it talks about one of the first power pens. Power. That's a tongue twister. See what happens. I had too much cappuccino power plants in the area where the house was built at the turn of the century or maybe last century where you was one of the few houses that have actually had electricity and as you we go east we go through the beautiful cities of Calamesa, Beaumont which I was there this morning and uh, Banning and then you keep continue down the through the nation of tribal nation of Morongo and all the way to Desert Hot Springs and that is quite a large area. And one of the things that I've been doing is assisting veterans. I know that uh, sometimes our veterans come back. Some of them have that safety net of their family, friends, acquaintances, their wives, their kids. Uh, we will help them as well. There are some other ones that don't have that. And those are the ones that we need to help. Because if it wasn't for the veteran, I would not be on this TV show, even though it's radio. Uh-huh. See? See if anyone's still awake. But realistically, anytime you see a veteran, thank them. Because if it wasn't for a veteran, we would not be able to have the freedoms that we do. We have the freedoms of speaking what we have on our mind. We have the freedom to buy what we want when we want it. We can walk into any store and uh, do what we want to do within the law, within their as rule, within the rules of society but again uh, one of the things that we offer our veterans because when veterans come out of the service again whether it's the army marine corps navy air force can never forget our friends at the coast guard they've been giving some high level training and the public should take advantage of that whether it's in the private sector or in the public sector in the public sector believe it or not ladies and gentlemen 
there is opportunities. I know that there's quite a number of people that are still out of work in this great, great country of ours. But within the Inland Empire, which is the two counties that that comprise of San Bernardino County and Riverside County, I can tell our veterans and anyone who's listening that there are opportunities within both sheriff's departments. To the north of us, or the county we're in right now, Sheriff John, great man. I'm glad that he's representing the sheriff's department here in San Bernardino County. He's doing a great job. But he needs folks. He needs people. He needs people to man the streets, man the jails, and all jobs in between. And there's opportunities. He's always asking for folks to come in, and for our veterans especially, to continue service. Whether you're service for your country, now you have an opportunity to serve serve at the local level, your county, or even your municipality. Because I know there's police departments that are looking for good men. Not to use a slogan, but uh, I think it's a good slogan. We're, we're uh, We're looking for a few good men. That's the Marine Corps, but I think we're looking for good people overall because we can't forget our female counterparts, the women that comprise a larger part of every day's law enforcement, and they bring some. They do truly bring something very special to the table, different way of thinking, and just the way they handle situations. Uh, some of our, uh, some of my partners have had along the way. They can actually diffuse something a lot quicker than I probably could because uh, I'm just thinking of brute force, and they're thinking more of their brain, and they. They can help. Nice balance. And over in uh, Riverside County, we have uh, our sheriff, Stan Sniff, who's also looking for a number of people in both counties. The Unfortunately, we do need more jail space. And in both counties, both Board of Supervisors are listening to law enforcement and public safety as a whole. But when you build something, you need people to be inside. And that's what we need right now. And again, uh, I know that just like the services goes out and recruit folks, I'm doing my part for the two sheriffs because I live in San Bernardino County, but I work and serve in Riverside County. So it's beneficial to both that we have the best qualified people to serve within law enforcement. And you can never forget about the fire, believe it or not. I know that there, even within law enforcement, uh, there's people that will say things about uh, the fire department that they don't work, they don't do this, and you know what? I've seen it. Sometimes they don't, but right now they're earning their money. Plus, they're up in Northern California. They've sent uh, strike teams from both counties up to Northern California to continue to fight those fires because if they don't, uh, they'll go out of control, and there's going to be more people losing their property. So again, there's always opportunities for our veterans here. And, of course, whether you live in San Bernardino, Riverside County, if you're looking for some type of assistance, we have those already in place. I know in both counties, they have the offices that help. And if, for whatever reason, those offices can't, we have the resources. And what I mean collectively, we, because I do have friends that are over in San Bernardino County on their board and uh, the board members that or all of them right now. We're very fortunate that in both counties, we have board members that are committed to serving the residents of the Inland Empire, which is about 4 million people. And as the war begins to wind down the Middle East, well, right now it seems like it's gearing up again, because like I mentioned before, the Pentagon is already advising they're going to be sending more people, or as they like to say, advisors to Iraq, 
But uh, there's a lot more folks being asked to leave our services for a variety of reasons. And I know that if they come into the Inland Empire, there are opportunities for them, again, to continue to serve. And whether they choose, whether in the Inland Empire, I know I have friends over in the California Highway Patrol, and I know that I'm only speaking about public safety because I did my uh, career within the Sheriff's Department and had a great time. And there's more and more people that are always interested in it. But I always tell them, make sure that when you do apply, that you go in with a thought, just like the name of the show, Duty and Honor. Duty and Honor. Because when folks, you get paid very well within the public safety. But you got to remember also that uh, they're looking for good people. If I give you one bit of advice is always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. Because if you don't tell the truth, when you go into that background, if you have even one little omission, I'm not going to call it something else. I know some people like to use a stronger word that's probably just a outright lie, but just an omission, you won't get hired. And that's something that I've seen time and time again. I've helped many, many young people, even people from the armed services, and they figure, well, I've done this, I've done that, and I want to keep that away. Well, no, because it's going to come out. Because what had happened before, when I got hired on, it was during the analog. And when I mean analog, if I'm looking to this, looking at the studio with all this high-tech equipment, there is no 8-track tape here. There is no reel-to-reel. There is no four-track for the folks that have gray hair like me. Up, there we go. We have a cassette. Don't know if it works. (laughs) But that was the time when I was hired. And if I got into mischief as a young man, it was probably written on a little 3 by 5 card, and maybe it was input into an IBM punch card. And I don't mean, I'm serious about that. Now, young people, if you have a negative contact with law enforcement, I'll leave it at that. They immediately put it into that uh, computer that's in their car. Or they'll take your driver's license and swipe it through. And they'll say, I talked to this person. Now you have to explain what you were doing out at 3, 4 in the morning. And that person may or may not have been doing something that was negative. So again, there's a lot of opportunities, young uh, ladies and gentlemen, within public safety in Riverside and San Bernardino County. And if there's anything I can assist you with in getting... Or even talking about it, you can get a hold of me. I'm at uh, Supervisor Mary Ashley's office. That's the 5th District, County of Riverside. And again, I just want to thank uh, Colonel Tom Freeman. Because if it wasn't for him asking me to show up and fill in, I wouldn't have this opportunity to continue with the recruitment. The recruitment of public safety. So again, you're listening to Duty, Honor, Country here on AM 590. The answer Winter getting colder, summer getting warmer. Tidal we've come across the Mexican border. Why back gallon is cheaper by the barrel? Just don't get busted singing Christmas carols. That's us, that's right. Gotta love this American ride. Both ends of the earth are burning. Funny how the world keeps turning. Look, Ma, no hands. I love this American. American, 
Welcome back to Duty, Honor, Country, 590, The Answer. This music is really touching to me. Believe it or not, my name is Dennis Gutierrez. I'm here on behalf of Supervisor Marin Ashley and my dear friend Tom Freeman, the Colonel, or the Commissioner, or whatever name. Remember when I said earlier, he's also a chef, makes the best peanut butter jelly sandwich in the Inland Empire. And if you ever bump into him, ask him. One of the things that uh, we're talking uh, with some of the folks here was my duty when I had the opportunity to serve uh, 1982. And folks, for the folks that may be just be maybe just going through the radio station and thinking, what does he, what does the service have to offer? Well, let me tell you, I walked in with a lot. I walked out with a lot more than when I walked in. I was able to travel, and again, I want to thank uh, the United States Army and our great country because if it wasn't for that opportunity uh, that they gave me, I wouldn't have been ex- have the experiences I have. But prior to that. Uh, I know that uh, giving, I was giving some great ideas and they're bubbling in my head. That hamster is rolling around in my head in that wheel. I'm glad to say that my father served in the Korean War. And I like to say Korean War. I was at a meeting the uh, a while back where they had a tribute to veterans. I was proud to be part of that meeting. Uh, but they combined World War II with the Korean War. And I put up my hand and I said, I take exception because there's a lot of folks that had served in the Korean War. Some people call it the Korean conflict. Remember, like I said earlier, I like to talk about history. They call it the Korean conflict. No, it was a war. People died. People were fighting for a country. And, and I said, they should, for next year, you have to have just honor and pay respect to the veterans of just the Korean War. And it was kind of funny because in that meeting, there was people that had served in the Korean War. I thought they were more of the era of uh, possibly Vietnam. They were, they were all veterans. And very humble because if it wasn't for me speaking out, they began to shake their head and they began to agree with me. And they said, yes, we should. And then there was a lady who had served in the uh, army as a female in the and she said yes. So the point I'm making is that we have to remember history, remember everyone that serves, and anyone that you see, you see with a cap, please thank them. I was very fortunate again uh, because I have to give thanks because of the fact that what I was able to do. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia. Infantry. Doesn't look like it now. Look like I've been beat up with a bayonet, but I used to carry one. From there, I went across the way to Airborne School, just like uh, the colonel did. We both went to Airborne School. And that is where I can actually say the elite go, because it's only one school. You go there, you learn how to jump out of planes, and at that time, we jumped out of C-130s and C-141s. And then from there, I was sent over to Germany. And in between that time, because as you can well see, I've had this little bit of what I was called, a gift of gab, and I kept on talking. I was going to be sent over to a uh, mechanized unit. And what happened after that was I talked my way into going to Vicenza, Italy. There's only one airborne battalion at that time. It was first the 509th Airborne Combat Team. When I got there, I thought I, I, I had literally, I thought I had won the lotto. Went through all this great training, got to serve my country and get stationed in Vicenza, Italy. From there, we had missions in France. Obviously, everybody goes to Germany. We're able to visit England. 
I was able to do a uh, very huge exercise in Spain. And we got to Turkey. That was that was interesting. Turkey was was a kick. That's a whole different world. And you got to remember, it's 1982 through 84, so it's a different world. And then uh, we were going to go to Greece, but at that time the political climate said uh, no, so we declined. But again, we had a great time. I had a great time, and that's why I encourage anyone. There's folks that think, should I go into the service? Just remember, the service is not going to teach you anything that you don't want to learn. There's some fair, there's some parents that think, well, I'm going to send my I'm going to send my son, I'm going to send my daughter to the military because they're going to teach him discipline. The military can only teach you what you want to learn. Be no difference if you go into a calculus class. If you don't know basic math, you're not going to learn anything. Yes, of course, there are they they do help in that, but you you have to want to learn. And I can tell you that if you choose to make that choice, you're going to enjoy it and you'll never regret it. As a young man, I was I was growing up. Most of the folks that were there, they were uh, Marine Corps veterans. And there was a few army veterans and they were older than I was. I was 16. They were some of the family and friends, 22, 24, they'd already gotten out and they were telling about their adventures. If you were in the Marine Corps, you always went to uh, back East. You went to Okinawa. If you were in the army, you went to Germany where it was cold. And once in a while you would hear about uh, someone in the air force that they would be in Antarctica. Very interesting. But as I was growing up, I was thought could have, would have, should have. And I didn't want to be sitting back, well, I'm 53 now, and say, I should have done that. And luckily, I took the plunge, signed up, went, and here I am. Proud member, veteran of the armed services, and I actually can say airborne. And when you would say airborne, you say it with pride, just like the Marine Corps, my brothers in the dress blues will always say hurrah, but I can't say it that loud because I'll blow out the speaker. But it's always a good feeling because there's something that uh, we all carry inside of ourselves knowing that we serve this great country and we continue to serve because every time you help someone out, give a hand give a hand to help someone, we continue to serve just like uh, the Colonel Tom Freeman with his show, Duty, Honor Country, here on AM 590, The Answer. We continue to try to help folks. Just like I try to help folks with being the veteran advisor for Supervisor Mayor Nashley in the 5th District in the County Riverside. If you go to any of your county supervisors in this great area known as the Inland Empire, they will help you. And whether you're a veteran or not, they will assist you because that's what we do. Continue to serve. Serve all the residents of this region of uh, over 4 million people. And as we talk about uh, military, we talk about service you know they if i think everyone has heard that uh, there was a uh, actor who died it doesn't matter how he died because if uh, as i was looking through some of the folks this guy here he participated in the uso for over 10 years he it, he was entertaining troops in war zones I'm talking about the friendly places in war zones from Afghanistan to Iraq to Kuwait. He made many trips abroad to make sure that our men and women in uniform were entertained when they were away from their home. He was able to go to 13 different countries. 
He performed stand-up because he was a funny guy. He made me laugh because it was more of a generational thing because I remember growing up with him when the first show first came on in ABC. Show called uh, Mork and Mindy. It's kind of goofy now if you look at it now, but it was kind of it was funny. But here's a guy who, again, performed stand up for almost ninety thousand troops, and I think he enjoyed doing that because if you remember, he did another movie, and I think everyone watched. I I like to watch military movies maybe because of uh, my past, but uh, I think everyone will remember that movie when it was called. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. I was going to say that real loud, but I figured, again, I'm going to blow out the speakers, and I don't want to do that. I want to get invited back. So, again, even uh, our current Secretary of Defense, Chuck Hagel, had had nice words to say because he, as I'll read it, he said uh, Robin was a gifted actor and comedian, but he also a true friend and supporter of our troops. And I think that is huge. Again, I think his wife said it best. Don't remember him of how he died, but what he did. Because uh, we all have uh, things that we got to fight within ourselves. But I think uh, this is a guy. And again, I, th- I think you're, it's almost like a quiz show. Because, okay, I haven't said his name yet. I'm, I'm sure you're thinking about it. But again, as our uh, Secretary of Defense said, uh, from entertaining thousands of servicemen and women in war zones, to his philanthropy that helped veterans struggling with hidden war wounds. He was a loyal and compassionate advocate for all who served this nation in uniform. And I think that's huge when you have uh, the politics aside that uh, you have someone that liked and enjoyed helping our veterans. Because as you well know, when you're at war, sometimes you're by yourself. You're in that foxhole by yourself with an MRE that you didn't get, it, you didn't have an opportunity to get uh, hot water into it, so you're eating cold spaghetti or cold beef or even how about some rice and beans because you're hungry. And you have someone that you know when you did, you, you and if you chuckled because you probably remember one of his movies. And again, I'm not here just to talk about him. I'm talking here to talk about him, what he did for our troops. And again, uh, you know, that's our, one of our Army Reserve uh, officers, he said, many veterans are expressing their grief because depression does not discriminate. It affects the best of us as much as it, did, as much as it craves attention from the worst in us. Robin put a lot into helping our veterans, and I think he should be honored for that because he gave uh, a lot of joy when people were in doubt or had a little bit of uh, sorrow in their hearts. He was able to bring them joy. So again, on behalf of Tom Freeman, thank you for letting me come over to Duty, Honor, Country here on AM590, The Answer. Colonel, I'm waiting for you to return from Washington, D.C. This seat is warm for you. And then we can talk about when there we were, inverted, over Kuwait. And again, this is Dennis Gutierrez on behalf of the County Riverside and Supervisor Mayor Nashley. Thank you. Justice will be served and the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of age.